This is Ashton Marcus, and I'm on location at the Irvine Barclay Theater for Man of La Mancha. Hi, I'm Ashton Marcus with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm here with... Don Hill. Uh, I got my master's at USC, and I was under the tutelage of the late, great John Hausman, which was very exciting. I've worked uh, on Broadway and off-Broadway in New York as a stage manager. I've directed about 30 plays. I was a business rep at Actors' Equity for seven years. Um, got to have four arbitrations against Disney and prevailed. That was fun uh, for Disney fans. Uh, and I have worked... Uh, on national tours and have worked as a production manager and associate producer for the Long Beach Civic Light Opera, for the Los Angeles Theater Center, have worked at the Geffen uh, as its inaugural season as its production stage manager, Mark Taper Forum, and various theaters in the country. I'm currently, I'm the director of the UCI drama Claire Trevor School of the Arts production of Man of La Mancha. I also serve as vice chair for the drama department and the head of the graduate stage management program. So who uh, served as the artistic director for this particular pro uh, piece? Uh, our artistic director actually for the entire season is Dr. Daniel Gary Busby, and he is the chair of the drama department, but also the artistic director and visionary for our shows. So do you know any reason why uh, he chose this to, to be performed? Uh? Uh, it's part of a, a bigger concept in that whenever we pick a season, we start first by picking a theme that unites all our plays and musicals together. So our theme this year is care, cure, and corruption. Our theme last year was love, lust, and greed, which might include many things, but uh, this year we're doing care, cure, and corruption. So all the plays, be it musicals or uh, play titles, fit within that theme and uh, discuss those topics. I've actually spoken to some directors, mm -hmm. and interesting, some directors obviously are actors, yeah. but I actually spoke to someone who was a stage manager, got through direction through a stage manager, and she said that that was actually a very good way to do it because you see everything. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is true, and I think the relationship between director and stage managers are very strong. In fact, some of the graduates from my program have gone on to be noted stage directors from having been stage managers, so it's the mechanics of what is involved with that. But also, I mean, I think there are many paths to a directing career, and that can be one of them, as well as being an actor. The wonderful actor-director Joe Mantello, who I've had the pleasure of working with several times, said, oh, if I don't get myself up on that stage at least once every five years, I forget, as a director, what actors go through. So he feels it's, it's a necessary thing to do to remind himself of the vulnerability and the challenges that an artist faces, and just how scary it can be. What prepares you more for being a director, being the actor or being the stage manager? Um, I think it depends on the individual. Uh, I started as an actor and I was fortunate. I trained at Weber Douglas Academy in London for a year uh, and actually learned that I didn't want to do that professionally as an actor. It's just too difficult and could find more steady employment, frankly, as a stage manager or as a director. So part of what life taught me was that was, was, a, was a different kind of path to go down through. But uh, I think all theatrical experiences have value and depending on how you harness the value and what the lessons that you learn, that's really what makes you or hopefully a better theater maker in the future. Uh, great. Now, uh, can you tell me a little bit about the uh, UCI program? Sure. It's, we're rated in the top ten in the country. We're kind of this jewel in Orange County that most people don't really realize. Uh, on any given night on Broadway, we have four to six of our alums working in, on Broadway shows, whether they're supporting leads or chorus members, uh, especially in the areas of design and stage management. We have people working in Wicked. We have people working at Cirque du Soleil. So the graduates from our programs, be it the Masters of Fine Arts and Acting, directing or design is really quite impressive in terms of our alums as well as our undergrads, particularly in the area of musical theater. 
one of your actors that I interviewed actually mm -hmm. said that this this uh, program actually uh, uh, kind of leads you the path towards Broadway. Is mm -hmm. that correct? It is. We have for our undergraduates uh, a program called the New York Satellite Program, which is a program that you audition for usually in your second or third year. Our wonderful professor, uh, Marana Delaney, heads that up. And for about four or five weeks, students go to New York, study in New York, audition in New York, and really get the New York experience while they're still in school to then decide, do I have what it takes? Am I drawn to that? Is this something that I want to do? So I think it, it, it really puts them in that real-life experience beyond the world of academia, which is one of the things I love about the UCI Drama Department because half of the professors here are all working professionals. And in fact, you hear this adage, you know, if you can't, those who can do and those who can't teach. But at UCI Drama, we are required by our own standards within our own department to perform professionally at least twice a year. So, and if we don't, we sort of don't get invited back to the party. So it's a very high thing about outside projects. I actually spoke to a professional actor. He did a lot of stage. He was actually on TV, does a lot of TV film. I asked him, you know, I have some, a lot, lot of people at UCI are students, they listen to my program. Would you recommend that they go directly to Broadway? And he said, no, I wouldn't recommend. There's a lot of competition out there. Maybe you want to try to go to Chicago. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think about that? I think it depends on the individual. It depends on what their brand and type is. I think if you're someone who's quite young looking and you look like you can pay, play 16 and 14-year-old people, characters, I think you want to jump out there quickly because your shelf life for that kind of brand of an actor is quick. But I think I would agree. I think uh, there's no rush to go to try to get the equity card so soon or try to go to Broadway so quickly. Uh, I think it's more important to build your stamina and, and understand your brand and understand what market you're in. Interestingly enough, if you look at the number of casting directors, there are 600 in Los Angeles, there are 60 in New York. So it's amazing that we live in an area that supports so much casting. And granted, it's about uh, voiceover work. It's about casting for hosting. I mean, it's so specialized. And obviously, if you're a musical theater person in New York, we'll probably have the place where you want to go. But it is amazing how much casting opportunities there are in Los Angeles. Now, ab about you as a director, mm -hmm. one of your most important jobs is casting. Mm -hmm. What do you look for in your casting? Well, how we cast at UCI is really rather unique because we cast all our shows for the entire year at one time. So we have, we call them mega auditions, and they go on for like 10 days. We have the, the general auditions, and then from that we have callbacks for specific shows. So what we actually look at is we look at each individual student and their growth patterns. So for example, we may, so-and-so so may be really great for a part, but they've not done a Shakespeare. Or they may be wonderful for a part, but they haven't done uh, a musical. So we really stretch and push the students to get out of their comfort zones in terms of having new opportunities and challenges. Uh, but what I look for as a director is, are they speaking the truth of what that character has to say? That's what's most important to me. Do you cast it differently from, say, if you're doing a professional show? Uh, absolutely, because with professional shows, it's, it, it, when there's a commercial aspect to it, uh, you, you are kind of, I have an, a saying that I learned from the right John Hausman, which would be, are you being a big T or a big D? And the big T was a big teacher, or are you being a big director? So I think it's about 
understanding what's going to sell the show, can the person hit the money note, those kinds of concerns that you have in a highly commercial world, whereas in an academic setting, it's more about creating a safe environment for students to fail, because that's where they grow, and, and so it may not be the same results, although oftentimes they're similar. <laughs> I think one of the great things we have here at UCI is this class called The Business of Show Business, and we have the wonderful author and casting director, Bonnie Gillespie, come down and talk. And she talks in her wonderful book, which is called Self-Management for Actors, about how actors oftentimes throw all the spaghetti at the wall hoping something will stick, as opposed to really getting clarity on what their brand is and how they present that brand and really specifically what that is, so that when they come in for an audition, they've done all the research, they know that director, that cast agent, they know what projects they're doing, those are the kind of projects they like to do, so it's about matching your real heart's intention and passion to the thing you love doing most in whatever level that is, because some people just love doing the, the 99 seat planet at Actors Equity has and, and, and playing on that level and doing real grassroots guerrilla theater. Some people enjoy obviously bigger contracts and commercial ventures, but it, it's what really feeds your soul ultimately. Okay, so suppose in, in an actor term, if I were an actor, say mm -hmm. I, I've done a lot of regional theater and I'm mm -hmm. very good at it, mm -hmm. but the people I'm looking at, they only want big names. They mm -hmm. only want to do stars. I want to be in that show. I've done a lot of success in regional theater. Mm -hmm. How do I get to that? And they just don't want to see me if I'm not a big name, but that's the people that I want to attract. How, what kind of advice do you give to an actor like that? I think you just keep knocking on the door. I think you don't give up. And I think you have to realize that a no is just a yes waiting to happen. A brief story, my dear, wonderful friend Mary Helen Fisher, New York character actor, and I'll call her up and I'll say, Mary Helen, how's it going? She'll go, oh, I had three auditions this week and absolutely nothing happened. And I'll call her another week and she'll say, four auditions and nothing happened. But she says, but you know, I'm up to 26 callbacks now. And normally she books the commercials between audition 35 and 40. So even though she's getting what seems from the universe a lot of rejection, she knows she's just very close and she knows that she's becoming right on the cutting edge. It's interesting how many wonderful one-person shows have been born from artists who are very frustrated. No one would cast them. No one would give them the time of day. And they finally created their own piece. In other words, defining their own voice of what they wanted to say. I think when we go back and look at people like um, the Tuna Christmas Boys and their story, I mean, they were down on their luck. No one would cast them. And they said, well, you know what? We're just going to create our own work. So I think in a sense, it's not about waiting for someone else to find you. It's about you finding your gift and talent and finding the outlet uh, and being that that gets picked up. Okay, about this piece, Man from La Mancha, mm -hmm. uh, what, were you trying to, what were you trying to achieve from it? It's exciting doing this play that has been revived on Broadway five times. That says something, because not every musical has that history. What we're doing here at UCI is a fresh approach in the sense that uh, when I produced this 20 years ago at the Long Beach Civic Light Opera, I had John McCook, uh, who played the lead role of Don Quixote, and um, I had a wonderful actress playing Aldonza. And, um, it was a very grand, Broadway-esque style feeling to it. In this production, we're trilling, really getting to the truth of what the messages are. First off, we're actually using Spanish accents in the show. It's never been done that way, but it's like, it's the man of La Mancha. It's set in, it has a setting in Spain, so like, why wouldn't you have Spanish accents? It just seemed odd to me. Um, in the opening scene when Quixote is going into his uh, grand journey, and in most productions these sort of fake horse heads appear from stage right, in our production what we found in the research that there were actually 
torture implements that the Inquisition had in these dungeons that were particularly designed to humiliate women and they would clamp them on their heads as pigs' faces or, or other ugly animals as a way of shaming and degrading women. So we actually use those recreated torture implements but we kind of decorate them up as not so ugly and soft animals so that everything that comes into the telling of the story within a story comes organically and authentically from the environment of the prison. So I think it's like you're watching one big improv that actually you kind of buy because you're seeing all these characters transform in a way that I think actually makes sense in a certain theatrical style. Okay. Uh, well, actually, a little advice I can give to you, or a comment I can give to you, is I actually once commented to someone, he was doing Hamlet, and said, you know, Hamlet was Danish? Why are you using an English accent? Uh-huh. He did it with a Danish accent. Everyone was laughing. They were rolling on the ground. <laughs> they thought it was the, like, like Sesame Street, the, uh-huh. you know, the Swedish chef doing, doing, doing Hamlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't right. work. But let, uh, I it has, seen it, it has a certain flavor to it. It's not heavy Spanish, but it, it certainly is trying to be respectful of the culture and the language that we're in, and to celebrate and honor that okay <laughs> okay uh so what about for the leading character for uh for um don quixote are you looking for someone who's delusional or are you looking for someone who's actually quite courageous i think we're looking for someone who's very courageous and who's courageous in the way that martin luther king was courageous or, or caesar chavez was courageous someone who has vision and not afraid to go for the vision even if they know it may be impossible to get there um I think of the of Robert Kennedy uh, and other great people in our past who had vision, and we have leaders today who have vision. Uh, Mother Teresa, another great example of people going for the dream of man's kindness and man's humanity towards man, especially in a time where our world, and today in Paris, how sad, uh, is so fractured with violence and division. You know, I've... What I commented about uh, uh, theater from uh, college is that usually it's a very safe bet. Usually it's going to be good, but um, how should I put this? Not that many people respect college. They think it's like high school mm-hmm. theater and all that. But again, it's usually very respect. It's just usually very good. Very, but also you have to weigh the fact that they're, they, they know for a fact that they've got to give everyone a try. It's like, this guy might not be the best student we have mm-hmm. doing this, but other people have done it before. You've got to give them a chance because this is a college. We've got to teach them. So even factoring that, I still think college theater is usually very good. What are your comments on that? I'm very excited about this cast. I, it's the dream cast that I like. The orchestra for Man of La Mancha are all hired union members, so we have a full professional orchestra supporting them. So it would, And the sound equipment that we have is the same sound equipment you have on a Broadway show. So we're working with very high technical things that are great. Uh, like I say, the, the music is terrific. And uh, the character playing Don Quixote, we actually had to do early casting back in April because we had to build the armor to fit his body over the summer. So he's had like six months to actually work on this role, which is terrific. So there's a lot of energy and time that has been devoted to making this of a high quality. Okay, Okay, for those unfamiliar with what a director does, besides for casting, which is a very important part, besides for blocking, which is also very important, uh, what else does a director do? I think of myself sort of as an air traffic controller (laughs) sitting in an airport, guiding all facets uh, from the design side in terms of sets, lights, costumes, props, and sound, so that they have this, so that we're all telling the same story in the same style, in the same way that supports the vision of this show. So that's very much what a director does on the technical side. On the acting side, I think it's it's seeing where everyone's strengths are and, and really bringing those to light and 
allowing people to have wonderful discoveries as the artists they are and freeing them. I think on opening night, your cast needs to know a whole lot more about each of their individual characters than the director does, because they're all doing all the research. Okay. Is this venue unique? Uh, the Irvine Barclay, we haven't been back here in six years, uh, so we're thrilled to be back here. The building itself is on ground that the University of California gave, and so the building was then built, and I believe the original agreement was that the school itself would have usage of this facility for at least a third of the calendar year. That hasn't actually been what's happened, and there's lots of conversations about that, but it's a wonderful opportunity for our students to play in this larger venue. Uh, because it'll be similar to the venues they'll be working in when they go out on national tours. Yeah, that's another thing about colleges. Usually the theaters are actually run by professionals, like La Jolla is actually mm -hmm. out of UC San Diego. Mm -hmm. um, I believe uh, Long Beach State, they actually have Music Theater West there. Mm -hmm. And even the D Theatrics, they're actually at Plummer, which is actually a high school. Mm -hmm. So it's very unusual how these you have this huge venue here, mm -hmm. and usually professionals use it, and it's maybe underutilized by the university itself. We would like to use it a lot more. It's not because we don't want to use it. I think it's about the politics above my pay grade that are part of what that conversation is. Okay. Well, thank you. You've given us a lot of great advice. Um, I'm l really looking forward to seeing this So, uh, this show, Man from La Mancha. So thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you very much. Man of La Mancha will be playing at the Irvine Barclay Theater from November 14th to the 22nd. For more information, go to www.arts.uci.edu or theorangecurtainrev.com.